0: Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Neat Pour. This week, Nick and I are going to give you a little bit of bourbon news as well as Battle of the Rise. This week, we're drinking on Kentucky Owl and Old Foresters Rye. So grab a drink, sit back, and we hope you enjoy the show. All
1: right, we're live. Hello to every single person listening across Chicagoland and around the world. Welcome to the Neat Poor Podcast. Of course, I am your co-host Nikosi, and
0: I am Shalanda. I'm a Pisces (laughs) now. Seen that earlier.
1: I'm I'm a Pisces. I have uh, type B negative blood.
0: Yeah, we seen that earlier. I said I was going to do that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So uh, we're back. Well, we're happy to be with you. Uh, We've got some news. Uh, we've got a head-to-head that we're gonna discuss. And we've actually got a uh, we've got a blind tasting that we're gonna recap from earlier today. Uh, Shalonda, you want to tell the good folks what we're drinking tonight?
0: Tonight we are drinking Kentucky Isle Out. I'm sorry, Kentucky Out we Like
1: an like, Isle in Walmart. Like an
0: Isle in Walmart, like you just go oh, down, okay. you're right? Okay. And we are also sipping on the old Forester Ride.
1: Yeah man uh it's the uh it's the rye episode. It's a very strange it's a very strange pairing these two, right? Uh the Kentucky Owl is of course an 11 year uh product from Kentucky, uh, Kentucky Owl and, uh, and then uh Old Forster Rye is a newer product and it's uh, 100 proof. They're both around 100 proof. Uh, Kentucky the Old Forster is about 4 years old.
0: Yeah, so last week we did a battle of the weeks and this week it's the rye. So what made you uh Besides wanting to do this
1: one this week. Well, you know, we didn't really do rye at all up until this point. Am I what are you what are you pointing at? The the sound of the table?
0: Hell yeah. Every episode, <laughs> dude. What the hell?
1: All right. Um we're here in the Afro Beer Chick Studios and uh apparently I can't stop banging the tables in this joint. Uh, I, my bad dog. Um, it made sense. You know, the Kentucky Owl I've always been curious about and I think we talked about maybe having the uh the peerless as a as a as a as a pairing, or even the uh, will it, as a pairing, but Old forster's a brand we love, had this twenty three dollar rye, and it was around the similar proof. Age difference is a little different, more than a little bit different, like an eight year age difference, but you know they're on completely different ends of the price spectrum. So uh, I thought we'd talk about that a little bit.
0: Well, let's get
1: right on into it. We got some news to dive into first. Uh, yeah, a little bit of news. Uh, a brand new Pappy Van Winkle exhibit opened in uh, the Frazier Museum down in, uh, down in Louisville. So this uh, Pappy Van Winkle exhibit will showcase over 500 keepsakes and bottles donated to the Van Winkle family uh, or by the Van Winkle family. So uh, this is a museum that already has exhibits for the Spirit of Kentucky and uh, a lot of people, before they hit the bourbon trail, they end up going to this museum because they probably, like we did, you probably stay in Louisville when you're going down there, right? And then you just hit up distilleries because everything's like an hour plus away. Right. right. So um, it's cool. You got stuff like golf carts and cigar tables and all that jazz. But then you really get into holiday recipes and, uh, you know, books and bourbons from like the early 1900s. So. That's, uh, that's pretty exciting. So, a little bit of news. There you go.
0: See? Just a little bit. I <clears throat> love just a little bit.
1: No, no you can't do that. I don't know. You, you just did it. Oh,
0: you
1: <laughs> Yeah, you just do it. Yeah. So, um, but let's talk a little bit about rye, man. I think uh, rye is really one of the first, uh, it's one of the first whiskeys made in the United States. Mm -hmm. Right. Because uh, all those colonies in the Northeast, uh, they just didn't grow that much corn. Rye grew up there a little bit more than than corn did. Right. So we're talking like, you know, Pennsylvania, Maryland, New York, you know, uh, the native grain wasn't corn. It was rye. So you didn't really see corn based spirits until after the Revolutionary War. So rye, of course, is the whiskey. The good old boy's drinking whiskey and rye. That's, that's, that's funny. That song popped in. But rye is 51% rye versus 51% corn. That's why it's not a bourbon. It's a whiskey. It's a rye whiskey. Because so,
0: you got to know the rules when it comes to bourbon.
1: Yeah. So uh, rye is a spicier grain by nature. And, uh, you know, thus it's good in cocktails. And a lot of folks credited for the bourbon boom of the last, you know, five to ten years because mixologists were getting behind it talking about these brands and the mixologists really like the way Rye played in cocktails. Kind of the way like when we make those lemonade uh, when you make those lemonade ice cubes, how we prefer just a higher proof because you like the way it plays with that with that big ice cube.
0: You know? Yeah. I am not a mixologist. I just create shit in the kitchen for fun.
1: Yeah. And people seem to like what you create. So um Kentucky Owl. Where Do we start? Do we start with Kentucky Owl?
0: You know what? Yes. And let's just let's let's kick this one off because this is a $180 bottle yeah, of it, rye whiskey.
1: It is. Uh, like we said earlier, it's a 101 proof, aged 11 years. Now, Kentucky Owl as a brand, well, in 2017, they sold to Stoli, the same crew that owns Stoli Vodka. Um, but it's been around for about 10 years, this Kentucky Owl. So it's a it's got a long history. It was actually produced from 1879 until Prohibition.
0: Does it have a real history or is it just conveniently made? Uh,
1: 1879 sounds pretty real, right? So Kentucky Owl was a brand that was made up until Prohibition, right? And then um, the the descendants of the original distiller wanted to revive the brand, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so they started sending out barrels, you know, maybe like a, a thousand barrels the f- in 2014. That was where it started and then, you know, start to grow from there with very little marketing. They just sent it out to folks. Right. So uh, that's just a quick history on uh, Kentucky Owl, you know, like go from a thousand bottles to a few years later selling, you know, 2,500 bottles, that sort of thing. Uh, now they're in 25 states. Right. So uh, the Kentucky Owl Distillery. Uh, now. We talked about craft brands in the last episode, you know, I think with like Smoke Wagon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we named dropped a few others, but, you know, we kind of been sticking to like these traditional brands. And this is one that I've always been curious about, but haven't never had. So um,
0: are we about to have it tonight?
1: Oh so I'm pretty excited about that. So let's get into it. There's some more dead air. Sorry about that.
0: So when I first smell the nose on this Kentucky owl, the sweetness hits you up front. I'm getting some fruit notes, like as far as some orange uh, some lemon zest, some uh, peach. Uh, I'm getting a little bit of spice. I'm not as, I can't, I would say maybe some, some pepper or some allspice or something like that. What about you?
1: Yeah, I think initially the first thing that caught my attention was like this really nice lemon zest, mm-hmm. right? A little lemon zest, a little dill. But then also it, it was layered, first of all, because I actually got a little bit of um like a, uh, it was almost like a lemon cupcake vibe, how the cupcake is lemon, but the, you know, you got a nice buttercream frosting on there. Like that's what I, that's what I smelled. And then when I, when I took a sip, you know, I kind of got this like very distinct kind of, um, you know, savory vibe. I got a little bit like rhubarb, right? Like it was doing a little bit more than I, honestly, I expected it to do.
0: What does rhubarb taste like? I've yeah. never had rhubarb. You've
1: never had a rhubarb? I've never had a rhubarb. You've never had a rhubarb, uh, a rhubarb pie? Nope. you never had strawberry rhubarb from New Claris? No.
0: Really? Really.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
0: I mean, then, I mean, if it's mixed with something, I mean, it's about strawberry. But no, never had a rhubarb. Well,
1: it's usually... I think rhubarb's usually mixed with something. Yeah, so... Because the, the beer's mm. named after the dessert. Oh.
0: Mm. Yeah. So, as far as uh The color, it's giving you the sexy amber color. Mm -hmm. But the taste, again, like the smell, I'm getting that lemon zest. I'm getting, it's very savory. I'm getting the orange. The orange is really prominent for me. Um, I'm getting a little bit of oak. Um, Hmm. It's something else I can't really put my finger on. But that spice is definitely, you're getting that Kentucky hug in the back of your throat.
1: Yeah. Um, I like the the spiciness that you speak of in in, uh, in rye whiskeys. It just kind of hits me right in the middle of my tongue. Yeah. Um, we earlier today we had this whiskey alongside three other rye whiskeys, and uh, we did a we tried a blind tasting. So I think we had uh, uh then we had Pikesville, and we also had
0: um, Old Forester.
1: Yeah. In the Kentucky out. In the Kentucky out.
0: Yeah, yeah, so Leah, let's talk about that before we get into the <sighs> old forester, you know, stuff. So we set it up. We did a blind test, testing. We had my daughter. Yes, yeah, she's a minor. Don't worry. She didn't drink anything. She poured us. <laughs> she played bartender. <laughs> she played. She uh, poured all of the drinks and she labeled them and did not let us see them until after we had finished. And we gave our notes on each one. So... Like in Glass A, what was Glass A again?
1: Uh, Glass A was Pikesville.
0: Okay, so Glass A was Pikesville and and B was... O Forster. O Forster and C was Mictors and D was Kentucky Owl. Yeah. So for in that lineup, when we rated them, I rated O Forster first for me. Um, Mictors came in second, Kentucky Owl came in third, and then uh, Pikesville came in last.
1: Okay, so Old Forster was your number one? Yes. All right. Um, Old Forster, so, and what was your number two?
0: My number two was Mictors.
1: Old Forster and Mictors in the top two? Yes. Okay. And what was number three?
0: My number three was Kentucky Out.
1: All right. Now, the only one we got the same was, you know, it was a close, it was close to me, but I gave the edge yes to Kentucky Out. Kentucky Out came in third for me, mm-hmm. too. I thought. Uh, compared to the other ones, I mean, in that time in the barrel, because I'll tell you, right? A 12 year old whiskey, by the time it's 12 years old and it sits in a barrel, like half of it's evaporated, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's an expensive process, and you know, but a lot of flavors gone, but it's a lot of flavors are condensed as well, right? right. So, it's, um, yeah, it's a, pretty, it's a pretty special, and it's a sweet spot. A lot of people tell you that anything over 12 years might be where it's too saturated with wood flavors, right? Yeah. And, and 12 is a sweet spot. But when you have this Kentucky Owl, we wanted to know what, why, why is it one hundred and eighty dollars, <laughs> right? And then what makes it different from a twenty dollar bottle? And I think that was the whole point of having of pairing these two together, honestly, yeah. right? Because um, both of these you can find in the store pretty easily, yeah. Um, but I tell you, there is a there is a density in uh, appearance, like it's it's literally darker. Mm-hmm. But then also, I think there are there is a more layered flavor profile. In this, in this 11 year, than there, there were in the other ones. That didn't make it my favorite, though. It was actually number three for me. So my favorite was uh, the Mictors, right? Number two for me was uh, Pikesville. Mm-hmm. And to be frank, I think Pikesville, from a ride perspective, had the longest, most inviting, like spice finish. It did.
0: It did yeah. have the longest finish. You know what was so funny and what was so amazing? That we both, just for the hell of it, to see if we can guess yeah. which one was which, we, we got them right. Yeah. You know, especially, I had never had Kentucky Owl before today, and neither had you, but we were able yeah. to pinpoint it outside of the others.
1: Yeah, you kind of knew something was up with this other one that just had these, uh, well, first of all, it smells just like a fucking lemon cupcake, and I'm like, what is going on here? Yes. Like, the fla- the flavors were just so bold. Babe, right? do you
0: want a lemon cupcake? I
1: do. It just reminded me of that. You gonna know, I'm going to make
0: you some lemon cupcakes.
1: Sometimes when I'm having these whiskeys, I'm just like, man, it, it reminds me specifically of that. Like, the first time I had Uncle Nearest, I'm like, man, uh, 1884, I'm mm-hmm. like... It shit tastes like golden grams. <laughs> you know, so, oh, that's the so, first thing I tasted, you know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, but number one overall for me was uh, the Mictors rye. Uh, Mictors rye. I thought it, it kind of had like a honeydew vibe on the nose. I got lavender when I tasted it. I got a little pistachio flavors and then that, those orange preserves on a Danish, you know, I got that. And what I liked about it was that the spice just kind of from front to back, there was just a little bit of spice throughout the whole experience. But then all these really cool kind of sh- candied fruit flavors alongside the spice all at once kind of made it number one for me, right? Um,
0: I think it was really interesting for me that I picked the Old Forester, which is what we're also comparing it to the Kentucky Owl tonight. That yeah. was number one for me. I really enjoyed, as far as the smell, you have a peach caramel uh, note. Um, the taste, again, it was like, it tastes like some caramel candy. You know that Worthers, um, not really much spice there, which I'm fine with. But I really like the sweetness and 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 the peach notes in in the bourbon.
1: I think um, Old, Old Forster was number four for me. I really liked the spiced green tea nose that I, that I had, and then it actually it's got some good it's got some good heat on it too. Like it's not it's no slouch. Um, but I think the the heat and the spice kind of comes and goes. Well, it, with this like one, a flash.
0: it was the least amount of spice of all the four that we've had.
1: Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was number three for you?
0: Number three was Kentucky
1: Al. Okay. Yeah. So that was our first. Uh, that was our first tasting. I think we had them all in a row, and then we did it in reverse order. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and that's when this Kentucky Owl kind of sh- kind of showed out a little bit because it, it
0: showed its ass. It is
1: it is it is uh yeah it's it's just it was distinctive and noticeable in a lineup of other other rides, which I guess was kind of the point, right? Yeah.
0: So if you get back to just comparing these two, between like you said, they're both on the opposite price spectrum. You have the old Forester that's for twenty three dollars, which the world can think. Jackie Zykan for that because she lobbied hard for Old Forester to not be not, not to not be priced at sixty something dollars. She pushed for it to be twenty three. So shouts out to that. Um, and then you have Kentucky Owl, which is one hundred and eighty dollars. So we really wanted to know with these two rye whiskeys, is it worth the price point when you have so many other just as good uh, rye whiskeys on the market?
1: Yeah, I think uh, yeah, man. Shout out to Old Forster. That's uh, it's one of our favorite brands. I think and, you know Brown Forman is, is. We like the uh, Whistle Reserve from Brown Forman too, but uh, this particular rye I think has been absent from the market for uh, like forty or so years. It was modeled after something called the Norway, or Normandy rye whiskey.
0: Well, I thought this was their first grain um, uh, recipe in like over one hundred fifty years. almost yeah. one hundred fifty years.
1: Yeah, yes. so. This, uh, this, and the 1920 mm. are really cool from Old Forster. Old Forster is the first whiskey to be bottled in, uh, in America. A lot of people don't know that. Um, I like uh, the Dawson over in uh, Westtown. They've got a huge uh, Old Forster mural outside of their establishment. You know, sits right on the wall there. Uh, this is this is really good. Um, I really I really dig their stuff. So. Um,
0: so, like, as I'm tasting it now, as I said earlier, I'm getting that that caramel candy vibe. It's really sweet. Um, I'm just really, I'm really enjoying this one.
1: Yeah, and then the family, of going back to the Kentucky Owl, those guys will tell you in a minute that they understand that, you know, their price points, even for their confiscated bourbon, everything. Everything in their portfolio is, like, north of 170. Mm-hmm. And they understand that. And they know that that's not an everyday option for people. They kind of design it to be a, a special occasion, kind of kind of offering, right? Yeah. And um, which I think there needs to be that a luxury. You know, whistle pigs like that. They'll come out and tell you, like, this is a, a for luck This is a luxury. It's a luxury product, right? In the whiskey space.
0: Yeah, I've seen some whistle pigs that were like up to like four or
1: five hundred dollars. The Boss Hog. The Boss Hog that, uh, that, shit, that Revolution aged their, uh, Boss Railway in. That's like a $500 bottle.
0: That's why Benny's don't even have the price tag on it. Oh, yeah, like, you go to
1: Benny's in the, in the uh, little room, everything's priced except for the top shelf.
0: Like, look, and you can't afford this if you have to ask what the price is.
1: Yeah, so, uh, I tell you, man, I'm still kind of, I'm, I'm still kind of taking it back at how good Pikesville is, um, I like a long i like a long spicy finish. You know, we were talking they were we we're talking about rye earlier today just a grain rye and how a lot of rye comes from Canada. Right. You know. Um, or or the Dakotas, right? And I think there's a push in California and New York to have more rye production. But even when we did the Four Roses story, uh you know about a month ago now, um, they were kind of saying that, you know, for now, you know, there a lot of their their malt comes from the Midwest, but their Canada, their rye comes from Canada. You know, because it, it's a cold weather, it's a cold weather grain, it grows in those climates the best. So mm-hmm. that's something I wouldn't have guessed. And it's also something I didn't know. So.
0: Learn something new every day.
1: Yeah. Um, But yeah, man, the Rye episode.
0: So of these two, now that we have this narrowed down just between these two, what's your number one pick?
1: Um, that's, that's tough. I think, I think the, the herbal note, it's herbal and floral. The herbal floral nature of, of the Kentucky owl is really fun, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's exciting for me to want to go back to, you know, I think the old Forster honestly is kind of like, is something that. Is actually something that I'm personally interested in drinking more of. Like I think we're kind of we're approaching the halfway point of the Old Forster bottle, and I'm like, hey, I would drink that again. You know, I would go get that bottle again. And that's just you know, even if they were both the same price, you know, I might lean towards that Old Forester product. Just that, just it just hits me the way I, I like it.
0: I'm gonna say that I agree with you. I mean, even if even if you take price off the table, and don't get me wrong, Kentucky Ale is Good. I do enjoy the savoriness of this uh, whiskey, but for me, it's the old forester. It's the sweetness. It's the floral notes. It's the fruit notes. It's very complex. You know, in its layers. And then of course, when you put the price point back into it for twenty three dollars, it's like shit. What the fuck? Why not go get this?
1: Yeah, I think I'm glad I tried the Kentucky Owl, and the Kentucky Owl is nice. Um, I just wish it wasn't, cause you know, what's the most expensive bottle we've opened so far?
0: The most expensive bottle we've yeah. opened. Um, the Rock Hill Farms was like two hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, that's what? MSRP uh, sixty. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow.
0: Well. Okay, so like
1: I paid two hundred dollars for that. Yeah, you paid
0: two hundred dollars. dollars. I've
1: never seen it before, so okay. Um, it's not even on the fucking Buffalo Trace website.
0: So I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know. I would have to really look at which one we've opened. I don't
1: know. Yeah. It's, um, it's something I'll put, it's the Kentucky Ale is something that doesn't deserve to be mixed. And it's something that is for sure special that you would sip on. Yeah. This is, this is a little more versatile.
0: Yeah, for hundred eighty dollars, who's gonna make a cocktail out of hundred eighty dollar whiskey? Yeah, unless you just bored and got money to just blow like that. Or
1: unless you're at a, you know, that fancy one of those fancy bars in River North, like yeah.
0: A, no, see, the objective here for our cocktails of week is to make it cost effective, and I wouldn't dare put this in a in a cocktail knowing it's one hundred eighty dollars and it's not easily accessible as far as. The price point
1: for everybody. Yeah, I think um, I'm glad I tried it. I'd like to compare it against, you know, something like uh, like Big Saz from the of Buffalo Trace lineup, right? Because that's a 17 year old rye. Or I want to try it against some older ryes just to see if I can um, see if it still holds those same. See if I like it compared to those. You know, um, but honestly, com- these are this a similar proof and there's a big age difference. I mean just on taste profile i kind of prefer to force a little bit a little bit more so
0: let's see there you have it so for those who are just not getting into the whole bourbon and whiskeys you don't always have to chase the most expensive price point sometimes some of the best bourbons are the ones that's under 30 dollars so you know be open you know a lot of people turn kind of turn their noses up to the fact that these are the cheaper bourbons or whiskeys but you'd be surprised like for instance like i said we've we have Evan Williams, and that was only $16. And it's like a staple now in the world because it's pretty damn good. So, you know, if you're following along with our journey and you're getting into this, do not always chase the higher price point because it doesn't mean it's always the best.
1: Yeah. I think that's it, bud. Um...
0: Well, I'm getting into this cocktail of the week real quick. Yes. So, this week, you guys. I was creative as hell. I really didn't know what the hell I was gonna do. So I made the cocktail out of the week, out of the old Forester. Um, I'm calling this one liquid cake, cause that's exactly what it tastes like. Um, I'm, it's some pineapple in here. And I actually made up a uh, bird, a cinnamon bur oh no, not bourbon, a cinnamon brown sugar simple syrup, which is very prominent in this uh, cocktail. It's really good. Nick, how did you like it?
1: It was good. It was good. Kind of reminds me a little bit of a like a upside down cake.
0: See, they had it. So, with that said, you know, this this episode's kind of short, so we're gonna it's okay with that. Any other more? Any news? Topics?
1: That's it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time.
0: Where can he find you at?
1: Um. Uh, the neat pour on all the socials.
0: All right. Catch you guys later. Cheers. Cheers.